Hi, my name is Winifred Mock, and this is Wins Literary Corner, episode three. We're going to talk about sounds today. Now, sounds in a poem can vary. There are actually different、uh, levels of sounds. The first thing is rhythm, rhyme, and structure. The second are actual sounds, so onomatopoeia or words that refer to the senses, and the third level is the sounds of words. For this podcast, I'm going to be looking at Edgar Allan Poe's *The Raven*. This is a really great poem,、uh, but it's very long. It's 18 stanzas long, and there are some great YouTube videos that illustrate the poem, and it's quite musical as well. So I highly recommend that you either check out the full poem itself or even one of the YouTube videos. This is the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, and I will read the first six stanzas to you. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor," I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here for evermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more." Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "Sir," said I, "or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping." And so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word. Lenore, this I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. You can already hear the different sounds that exist in this poem. There's the rhythm, there's the rhyme, the, the regular structure and the regular rhyme scheme really reinforces that kind of. Uh, nursery rhyme storytelling feel. It's almost like、um, a ghost story, and the pace of the whole poem flows really well. Secondly, there are actual sounds in this poem, so the sensory elements of rapping, tapping, whispered, murmured. We have voices. We have sounds of the door, the creaking, the wind. We also have voices. Obviously, the voice of the speaker, and later on, we find that actually the raven says the word "nevermore." The speaker speaks to 
the raven. And he gradually gets more and more uh, distraught. Uh, I cried the increase of exclamation marks towards the end. I shrieked upstarting. So all of these sounds and words that are that happen in this poem add to this creepy atmosphere. Finally, looking at the sounds of the words. So the literary devices that are, that's associated with sound would be things like alliteration, uh, euphony, cacophony. Let's have a look at the sounds of the words here. We have a lot of rounded vowels and the key rhyme scheme is focus on that or sound. So lore, door, more, evermore, before, implore. And this sound almost creates an echoing effect. It's like the, the echoes that you get through like a corridor or something. So it creates that kind of haunted sense, I feel. And the tone of the speaker also conveys fear with words like hesitating. And especially when he opens the door and there's nobody there. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. Just these two lines. We have the alliteration of the Ds. So these are relatively soft sounds, not hard, harsh sounds. The Ds are kind of thuddings, like duh, 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 to reinforce that atmosphere. He looks down the corridor and it's silent. The only thing that he hears back is his own voice. He whispers Lenore, and the echo comes back. Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Okay, so very quickly, one more example. Uh, another poem by Edgar Allan Poe called The Bells. And this one is full of onomatopoeia. And in fact, he creates onomatopoeia through his use of repetition. Uh, and there's so much to talk about in terms of rhythm and rhyme and repetition. There is, uh, this poem is full of alliteration, full of sounds. So let's hear it. This is The Bells by Edgar Allan Poe. Hear the sledges with the bells, silver bells. What a world of merriment their melody foretells. How they tinkle, tinkle, tinkle in the icy air of night. While the stars that oversprinkle all the heavens seem to twinkle with a crystalline delight. Keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme to the tintinambulation that so musically wells from the bells, 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 bells. From the jingling and the tinkling of the bells. Hear the mellow wedding bells, golden bells. What a world of happiness their harmony foretells. Through the balmy air of night, how they ring out their delight. From the molten golden notes and all in tune. What a liquid ditty floats to the turtle dove that listens while she gloats on the moon. Oh, from out the sounding cells, what a gush of euphony voluminously wells. How it swells, how it dwells, on the future how it tells, of the rapture that impels to the swinging and the ringing of the bells, 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 of the bells, 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 to the rhyming and the chiming of the bells. Hear the loud alarm bells, brazen bells, 
What a tale of terror now their turbulency tells. In the startled ear of night, how they scream out their affright. Too much horrified to speak, they can only shriek, shriek, out of tune. In a clamorous appealing to the mercy of the fire, in a mad expostulation with the deaf and frantic fire, leaping higher, higher, higher with a desperate desire, and a resolute endeavor now, now to sit or never by the side of the pale face. Moon. Oh, the bells, 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 what a tale their terror tells of despair! How they clang and clash and roar, what a horror they outpour on the bosom of the palpitating air! Yet the ear it fully knows, by the twanging and the clanging, how the danger ebbs and flows. Yet the ear distinctly tells, in the jangling and the wrangling, how the danger sinks and swells by the sinking or the swelling in the anger of the bells, of the bells, of the bells, 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 in the clamor and the clangor of the bells. Hear the tolling of the bells, iron bells. What a world of solemn thought their monody compels. In the silence of the night, how we shiver with affright at the melancholy meaning of their tone. For every sound that floats from the rust within their throats is a groan. And the people, ah, the people, they that dwell up in the steeple all alone. And who, tolling, 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 in that muffled monotone, feel a glory in so rolling on that human heart a stone. They are neither man nor woman, they are neither brute nor human, they are ghouls. And their king it is who tolls, and he rolls, 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 a paean from the bells, and his merry bosom swells with a paean of the bells. And he dances and he yells, keeping time, 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 in a sort of runic rhyme, to the paean of the bells, of the bells, keeping time, 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 in a sort of runic rhyme, to the throbbing of the bells, of the bells, 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 to the sobbing of the bells, keeping time, 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 as he knells, 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 in a happy runic rhyme to the rolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 to the tolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 to the moaning and the groaning of the bells. So with this poem, there are four parts, four stanzas, of which the first and second stanzas are happy and light. The first being the bells of winter. Hear the sledges with the bells, silver bells. So we've got alliteration with merriment and melody. We've got lots of uh, light noises, tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. And obviously uh, imagery that evokes a sense of winter. Icy air, crystalline, jingling and tinkling. More onomatopoeia there. And the second stanza is obviously the bells for a wedding, golden bells. We got happiness and harmony, another nice uh, use of alliteration there. Positive words like delight and rich imagery with molten golden, liquid ditty. Words like a gush of euphony. The exclamations, how it swells, how it dwells on the future to the swinging and the ringing of the bells, 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 and the fact that the word bells 
is repeated as such as almost like when the church is ringing the bells at the end of the service and there's a sense of joyfulness to this. The third part, the alarm bells, it's almost like the bells, like warning bells, alarm bells, literally, brazen bells here. What a tale of terror now their turbulency tells. The alliteration of the T's, suddenly it's like, it's not so pleasant. We've got some kind of urgency here. Startled ear of night. And words like scream, fright, shriek, clamorous. These, the choice of words and the sounds of these words, whether they are actually, as I talked about before, sensory sounds, so like shriek or uh, clamorous, or the choice of words that create this kind of harsh sounds like turbulency or um, palpitating twanging, clanging, there's onomatopoeia there, the jangling, the wrangling. Um, as I mentioned, I'm not going to go into too much detail of meaning, but just focusing on the sounds here in part four, we have iron bells. Now, I would imagine that this is more about the bells uh, of death. So, because the words that are used in part four kind of bring up this idea of death or the end of something. They're solemn, melancholy, rust within their throats is a groan. So it's like there's some kind of pain or suffering here. In contrast with the earlier kind of twinkling, tinkling sounds, we have tolling, tolling, tolling in that muffled monotone. It's a monotone sort of ringing, clanging sound that's coming from the bells. There's a lot of repetition here. Rolls, 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 tolls, tolls, tolls. These long sounds that are quite monotonous and emphasize that idea. And again, there's more uh, emotion, there's sadness to the sobbing of the bells, the throbbing. There's pain, there's sadness. And the repetition of keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme, the phrase time, time, time actually happens three times in the last part. It happens once in the first stanza, and it really emphasizes the fact that the bells are a mark of time, time passing, and the final line of this poem to the moaning and the groaning of the bells emphasizes that sort of that end of life, the end of time. So, of course, there's a lot going on. You got the themes of life, of death. You got a lot of emotions, different tones, different sounds, uh, personification going on. But as you can see, usually the sounds will reflect not only the mood and the atmosphere and the tone of the speaker, but also reinforce the themes of the poem. My name is Winifred Mock, and this is Wynn's Literary Corner. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and happy reading.